on this episode of Quantum Week, May 9th through 15th, 2004. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music, headlines, stories. And we are continuing our Kill Bill. Yes, Kill Bill Volume 2. Volume, volume 2. Um, and yeah, by Usher. Right. With an exclamation point at the fucking yeah. end of that. That seems weird to do that in your uh, title of a song. I when we'll talk about it in the song. Yeah. It actually, I think it might make some sense. <laughs> Maybe. With this song in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kill Bill Volume 2. Right. Uh, so... First thing I want to do is just thank our patrons, um, Lauren T, James M, Mrs. LK, just, you know. All right, well, Mrs. LK. ML, I don't know how to initialize that, but Mrs. Yep. LK, thank you all very much. Very helpful um, supporting the show. Thank you. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2? Yeah. So to recap, um, we kind of spent not a lot of time, like 20 five minutes or less mm-hmm. beating up Kill Bill Volume 1. I, I mean, we beat it up. I don't know. That's, fair. I, that's how Which I felt. We, had, we talked about our criticisms. Yeah, but it was like it was predominantly criticisms. Okay, is how it. Don't yeah, you think I so? so? I, I mean, think you're right. We sort of we sort cinematography is good and the oh, choreography is good and all. Well, that guess stuff what? I'm still frustrated. So are you really? Yeah, I was less frustrated. I was more. Damn it! This is this is not. I, I so we each gave Kill Bill Volume One B, B plus. plus. Yeah. So I give this a B minus. Oh really? Yeah. I, I didn't. I I. The you first didn't like half it. Of this is particularly bad. Oof. Okay. So um, I think I continue. I think this is. A little bit better than Kill Bill Volume One, so A minus is what I would give. What it. do you like about it? Um, I like the quietness versus the first half. Um, I like how he did unexpected shit. Like so, the first, the end of the first half is a forty-minute fight scene. Mm-hmm. The end of this one, it's not. It's no, just it's a tension-building, right. slow burn with some quick action point. You know when he draws the gun and stuff. Yeah. Um, beautifully shot again. Things like the uh, her being buried alive. Yeah. Yeah, it is shot well, I guess. I, I just don't care for this storyline. Damn that, it. That, that plot point um, is probably a better way to yeah. describe it. And Pai Mei, that guy. I love that oh, guy. I fucking I, love that, that guy. That might be the worst segment oh, Tarantino him. has ever directed. Well, that, you said you said that about... um. You, what did you say that about last one? Oof. I don't know if I did. Oh, the worst written, I think, is what you worst said. Worst written that, that was, that, was, that, was the, that sushi restaurant. The sushi restaurant. That, oh, that, I, I love... That might be the worst written, and this might be the worst segment. Really? Yeah. It was, oh, I really it, like Pai Mei. It felt like something done by a very immature filmmaker you have to have the master in the film yeah does he have to swipe his beard away every time i know what he's doing as an homage yes but like there's a reason those movies are kind of trashy movies that are 30 years old at that time but this okay so i didn't see this as trashy i see it as as him having a sense of humor about it like it's, same thing it's with the, not funny the eighth time the guy does it though he didn't do it that much he i did, think he might have done I, it more i take the over i thought he did he does it every time you see him he does because I, I thought about it i thought he did it three times he didn't do it every time oh no he did way more than three did it, i'll take your word for it yes. I, I thought i counted because it, it was, was getting like to the point where i'm I was, it was grading on me was it yeah because it was not funny and it's just it's just stupid and it's like I, you know what i was thinking when i was watching kill bill Lamb too what i'm thinking this is something that a director a very young director is making that one day maybe when he's a lot older would be able to direct something like jackie brown and it was the other way around. The other way around. He so went from doing this incredibly mature film about aging to this <laughs> kind of stupid film about basically about a breakup. And it's like, okay, like, it's like I feel like I was, this movie Kill Bill is something like a really talented, well, uh, like a talented teenager would write. Yeah, it's it felt like not direct because it's directed brilliantly. Yeah, but the writing and it's just like it's so it felt so young and just so silly and just. 
it doesn't hold me. And the first half of this movie, Volume 2, is particularly weak. The second half gets a lot better. I do love in the first half, I do love the scene with uh, with Carradine and Uma Thurman uh, at the wedding. The whole wedding, the whole black and white wedding yeah. scene, that whole scene's great. Really? I well, really... I like that a lot. I'm surprised that you like that more than some of the other. I that I do like. I did like that too. But everything I like else in the it. first half you could throw away. Was Bud in the first half with the? See, I like that scene of him in the. Um, he's in the in the bar, and the fucking oh. bar owner is is just shitting on him, and you're thinking that this guy is like a fucking killer, and he's just getting just, just getting shit on. But by you're this like, guy. why? Because you needed to see how fuck. Yeah, but why is this? Why is this happening? I think. You, oh, because uh, Bud's destroyed. Because of all the bad shit that, I mean, he feels like Bill brought him into this, Bill, I His think is brother. the older brother, yes. brought him into this world, Bill's a fucking psychopath, and Bud, know, Bud knows, Bud knows, Bud is more introspective, he knows all the bad shit he's done. And, sure, so uh, let's say that's true. Yeah. So then why is he so willing to kill Uma Thurman? And bury her alive. Yeah, because he is because he has so loyalty for his brother. So either you are a reformed bad guy, or you yeah. are. What are you? I think he's. I think it's a complex character. I mean, it's the same reason why he didn't. He's telling Bill he threw he pawned the fucking the, so the sword, didn't. but he did. Yes, because he has loyalty for his brother. He loves his brother, even though he's a psychopath. So why would he tell me? Because families the sword? are. Co- because he wants to hurt him. You know, he wants to say, I give it, I've given up this life and fuck you for putting okay, me in here. So let's say, oh, that's true. Then why are you getting, why are you allowing yourself to get bitch slapped by this? Because this of how loser? bad you feel of how, of how bad you were in, in your life. I think he's a complex character. I think he's more complex than just some bumbling. Not very well written. You think so? Maybe yeah, like I, he's doing, we always see him on screen for 25 minutes. Say, yeah, yeah. And he's, he does things in 25 minutes that completely go against what he just did. Like it's just confusing and muddy. Yeah. It's not, it's not really clear what, what this guy's motivations are. I think maybe I'm giving Quentin Tarantino the benefit of the doubt here. And I just see him as a complex character as opposed to a non well written because family's complicated. I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing a lot more of that than I guess if that's what it was. I actually like that scene with, um, with him and Madsen. With like, him and, uh, yeah, with Bill and Madsen. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's have a lot more of that. And maybe less of him burying Uma Thurman alive and then her getting out. Like, I don't know. What, what are we doing here? It is like torturing her. I, I'm not, I, I'm almost not a big fan of the whole torture thing. Yeah. I just, it just kind of makes me f- not feel good. Like I, I just, well, it's hard because you, like, you, those hostile movies and stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I really don't, I don't like really them. Like they really them, bother me. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm guessing one day we'll run into one and it's going to be a really hard watch. Yeah, I just, like saw or something. I actually yeah. like saw because oh, it's more like complex. I don't normally, that was a more, a well, more well-crafted one, but most of those I don't either. Cause yeah. I, I don't want to see humans behaving that way. No, I don't but, like that. But we had to have a reminder that these people are psycho killers. And the same thing with Uma, Uma Thurman is so complicated because you root for and you see how much shit she's, but she's killed a lot of people. She's a bad person. She's not a good person. She's not a good person. Yeah. Right. So like all of them are, but so, so there's this complex so emotion. Then I guess we need to see, then I, I just don't believe in that same Michael Madison character, but I don't believe that he would get, basically get dressed down by this loser uh, in that strip club. I think he's and a then le- he has yeah. to go clean shit at a toilet. Like, I know. Or whatever on the floor. It just felt like a teenager wrote it. I mean, I'm the first one to make poop jokes. I'm going to be wrong, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, what are we doing here? Yeah. It just felt, it just, it just feels immature. This is the third time I watched this movie. Each time I watch it, I like it less. Uh, this is not one of my hundred favorite movies, the, you know, and it was something I was considering putting on the list, and yeah. it's just off. I just, I, I was disappointed by it. This is nowhere near as bad as Hateful Eight. This is nowhere near as bad as um as Grindhouse, which sure. is horrible. But it's nowhere near as good as the rest of his movies. The rest of his movies are so much better than this. Um, this is like a distant what, like uh, seventh, a uh, distant seventh. Yeah. Damn. I know. I and maybe I, maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe people do like it more. I do like the second half of the movie a, a lot more. I love the fight scene between Daryl Hannah and uh, Uma. I think that's the best fight scene maybe in the movie. 
it's really good because it's so contained where it's, everything was so big, you know, in the, crazy. in the first ep, in the first ver, first volume that was so right. It's so small. Like, and I love you does it in a trailer. Have you ever been in a, like a trailer? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, and you walk around and it does, it feels like everything is like, right. So contained. You feel like it's, everything is so claustrophobic in yep. there and the walls are so thin and like this, it's just, they're not really walls. They're, they're just not really like, walls. It's like, but even the bathroom, like, yeah, this is, this is, you're in this like really narrow place, but then you're also, it's also like, everything's so small yes but yet everything might as well be the same room it's bizarre so they have a fight scene where people are smashing the walls like that's how it feels being in there <laughs> yes. and it was perfectly timed i never i was never bored watching it I'm no like, and then i love how it ends yeah and um it's it's just really 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 well crafted um i really enjoyed that uh but the scene beforehand when daryl hannah and michael madsen are talking the whole time it's like i don't care and the whole snake in the briefcase that's stupid see i think it was kind of it's funny i think he's i think you know he was killed by Black Mamba, just not not her. I, I thought that was a uh, him being him just having some humor in. But how in this. would she know that he would like? It's just so many things need to happen for that to that work. he would count the money. Well, even if she weren't there, he would. You know, if if she were if she right. left, he would presumably at some point open the fucking thing and probably die. But then he just lost a million dollars. Yeah, I know. But Why don't you just she, fucking shoot the guy and keep a million dollars? It's a million dollars to make this potential snake bite happen. Yeah, I think. You know, I think she liked the poetry of it. Um, she's a very bitter, bitter, bitter person. Yes. The fact that she can even kill, she loves Bill, but she can, you know, she can even kill her, his brother is so disgusting because you don't even know why you don't even know why she hates him that much. Right. Besides, and I guess that's part of the problem I have with it too. Yeah. Besides her saying that, you know, um, this wonderful kiddo, this wonderful warrior, the fact that you, you know, maybe because she walked away from Bill or he walked away from Bill. Maybe that's why, but we don't really know. Uh, yeah, I, I think she was looking at the poetry of it and because she's devious and she's, but she's also careless too. Like she was careless. She left. She probably should have killed kiddo without talking to bill when she was there doing it in the fucking hospital. When she had the chance at the time, she probably should have just should have done it instead of calling bill. She's kind of, she's kind of careless. Yeah. Now whole thing is weird too. Like what? what I, I, I guess. So here's my issue. With this is like, if you look too deeply at it, People will say, well, it's just a stylized kung fu movie. Like, why are you doing that? But then you know what the other side is? Well, then we have the greatest director of our generation wasting his time with the stylized kung fu movie. And I'm going to yeah. be pissed off about it. Yeah. And so, like, there, so there's things like that. Like, he, he just happens to call at the right time when he's about to inject her. She's about to inject her. Yeah. Report. That's stupid. Yeah. Why even send her at all yeah. to do that? And then stuff like, you know, why would Bill need these four hitmen to go kill Uma Thurman in this church? Instead of just one? Or, yeah, like what, why, why not just shoot just shoot her in the head or something? Like what what are we doing? Or I why? think because they wanted he he wanted it to be a massacre. I don't know. All right, so then he brings them all in, but we never know what happens after that. That they all kind of separate and go their separate ways. We don't. We don't really know how. Right? And, why not show that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he we, made a fucking four hour movie. I'm sure you could carve out a half hour to show what the fuck happens. <laughs> what, you know why these people were doing this? Right. I guess. Oh, Ren. You know, she goes and and becomes the you know yakuza queen right or whatever. but uh right we don't really know we don't know what l has been doing like we i guess they're together uh, but like know. why why not explain more like what's happening like why are they so mad at uma thurman i know why bill is but why are the rest of them so mad i think are because they, he's, they just paid him to be there i think because he's the cult of personality he's the leader of that group they all it's sort of like a david caress situation too it's kind of you but know, then they were all able to escape four years later and not really talk to him anymore maybe uma thurman because when that happened maybe he just lost his taste for it and retired plus he got old but you're right these are things now we're just i'm just making shit up i have right. no idea it you're just, right there's no clarity and you make a fucking four-hour movie and you're just yeah. like 
none of it makes sense. But like I said, the, 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 people will say, well, no, it's funny when he flips the beard because it's a kung fu thing. Well, all right, well, that's... Then fucking, you are then having Michael it both Bay ways. can go make this fucking movie. Then. You're right. What are we fucking doing? You're having then, it both you know, ways. Yeah. So I, I find... I get. I know I'm probably grading... Right, so let's say we just see this movie in this Michael Bay movie. I'd probably be in here glowing about it. But it is Quentin Tarantino, and I do judge him, Marty Scorsese, you know, my favorite directors, you know, Steve McQueen now. I judge some of these people probably on a much higher... Because you know, well, you degree, know what their top side is. And, you know and what, they're wasting their time. Right. You only make so many movies, especially Tarantino. He says he only wants to make 10. He makes, it's not like he makes movies every year. He makes them very, very, very rarely. So when he wastes his time with one, it feels like not only that I lose a year, like a typical director, it's lost four years. Yeah. I lost, you know, a whole presidential term of movies. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's just like, fuck. He wants to make a sequel too. I know. I, he, he loves this movie. He does love it. He, he does, does see it he as his, his like ultimate homage. Right. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's great, but which, I think it is because those film, those, the, what's the best like of that genre? I mean, they're all they're never none of them are really any good. No, which is why you shouldn't make them. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of them are good, but they're entertaining. I guess I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't. I'll be honest. I don't really care about the genre. I've seen a few Bruce Lee movies. I, I don't really like. I don't like it. It's just not for me. Um. You know, I just don't think they're great. I understand like the hyper stylized elements that he takes from it and he puts in his movies and yep. I usually enjoy that element. Yeah. But when the whole movie is that, it's a bit much. And then when it's just kind of, it's stupid at times and it's just like, uh, I feel like everyone's just like dumbing it down just to have fun with this homage. Once having said that though, the second that Uma Thurman and Bill, she realizes that she has a daughter. Yes. And she breaks down like, from there to the end of the movie, I love. Yeah, it's great. I love that 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 final, I want to say third act. It's almost like the ninth act at that point. I love that whatever, chapter 10 of that movie uh, is is fantastic. I didn't see that coming either. I didn't know that she, I didn't know that her kid was going to be alive. I mean, this time I did. But when I first saw it, I didn't know. But they say it at the end of the first one. Did they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I did. Oh, so maybe I did know. Yeah, you can't Damn. let her know that she has a daughter. That's right. That her daughter lived. Yeah, daughter I guess I, did. Yeah. I would have known that. So you do. I kind of wish they hadn't. Huh. Done. I wish. I wish you had been surprised along with. I know. Once again, it goes back to. I also don't like the storytelling techniques in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Remember, we talked about. It, I don't like uh, the order of the killings there. Sure. And then in this one, I don't like that we were spoiled to that because it would have been a fun reveal with with her. Yeah. I um, guess. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Beatrix. Yeah. Um, uh, would have been fun to see. Yeah, because Thurman does a great job with that. Great she sees it and job. Just fucking breaks. It. Maybe maybe the best scene she's ever had as an actress i don't know but maybe she, she does great much i kind of want to talk about that a little bit i think Uma Thurman's wildly overrated yeah she hasn't done a lot of stuff she hasn't done a lot of stuff like she you know you think of her or maybe it's me i think of her in the same light as a lot of the kind of the great actresses of of her generation and she's only been nominated for one academy award what was that for for um, for, um pulp uh, fiction for pulp fiction um let me pull it up here while, while you vamp yeah so <laughs> well there's yeah so the right there's right. also well Gattaca I really like her in Gattaca and I like that movie. I thought yeah, I, I thought I had made um screenshots of her. Oh, here it is. Okay, so um, you know she's in Beautiful Girls, which is an interesting movie. She's at Raptor Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. I don't love it. Some people really love it. I liked it at the time. I can't remember it. It's with Natalie. It's kind of creepy I who, now. It does. I kind of like to cover it. I'd love to kind of run into it. It didn't make a ton of money, so I doubt we will. But it's a Rappaport weird movie. Movie Rappaport. Yeah, and um. It's odd because they it does because there's a younger girl. Well, yeah, Natalie Portman's like fourteen, fifteen in it, and it kind of yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but she's in it and she she's good in it. Um, Truth about cats and dogs, which I saw like when it came out, is Is that with um and um uh, Garofalo, Janine Garofalo. 
and who's the is not Tom Hanks. So who's the dude in that? It's not Tom Hanks. No, it's not Tom Hanks. Who's, no, I don't who's, remember. I thought I liked that movie at the time, but I haven't seen it. It's a fun romantic yeah. comedy type uh, thing. Um, and, and then she does Batman and Robin, which is maybe Terrible, one of the worst yeah. movies ever. Right. Ever. Uh, not her fault though. No. Just uh, and Gattaca, which is good. It is. Good. I like Gattaca. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then she does the Avengers, which is another one of the worst Piece biggest of bombs. Shit. Um. Her and like Ralph. Ralph Fiennes. Is that what it is? Uh. In the Avengers. Yeah, it is with Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, you're right. Rafe. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, oh man, I guess I only did that, that up to there. Uh, she, you know, she does, and she does this, and then after this, she doesn't do a ton after this. She does. I know you get older. You, you well, know, she has a family at this point. Has a family, and, and but now she's like a TV actress. Like, is she? Yeah, she does like kind of like. Oh, she did Paycheck with Affleck. She did, which, is that a Wu film? That who did, was, who did, it was Wu. It was, it was between Wu. part one and part two. She does Paycheck. Right, Which, right, and you're like, what? Yeah, doing a good. I, I guess actually, John, that's one of the better Wu. Fa- I, I'm not. A, I hate John Wu in I've general. I've never seen Paycheck. It's not like, bad. But like, but what are you? But right. Well, but what are you doing with Batman and Robin? Why are you going? Well, I understand. Why, why that. are you going to do? Mm. I do. I mean, I understand it because you're like, all right, you know, the last one, same director made, you know, Jim Carrey, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. They give you a lot of money. These movies make money. It's almost like she probably thought of like a state Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this. That's it's gonna, true. It's going to be a win. Um, so I understand that the Avengers I don't get no that script by all I've never seen it by all accounts is terrible I saw it but so long ago it was, it was trash um, and you're like alright well that's not a, it's not a slam dunk like Batman and Robin was so that what, what are you I doing guess, there yeah I guess um, and you know and then you know right then she does but if you're doing the Kill Bill movies that's enough action already why do you need to do this paycheck movie probably don't where you know you're the love interest of ben affleck it's just weird it is weird i get maybe because the director again you're the like john, john Woo is, he's kind of big then because you know he did right. mission impossible 2 and um uh, face, face off, off and all that yeah. bullshit so maybe that's why he's and, and then she, but then it just sort of trickles down and she she doesn't really and i, and I get it, you get older you lose your looks i get you know she's still obviously beautiful but it's not the same no, you know, no, no, no. It's different when you're 25, and you know. But I didn't. I guess I didn't realize how. Well, she's know. not a. She's not. She's not in the Hall of Fame. This is she's not, not a, a Hall of Famer. No, not a, no, she's not. And it's but, too bad because she has better. She has chops that she could be. Yeah, she is a good actress, right? She's yep. really good, right? She's good. Oh, she should have gotten a. Probably should have gotten a nomination for Kill Bill Volume One or even two. She could have. It was. She could have. And it was pretty. Uh, it was actually pretty weak. Um, right now, because you've got who Hillary Well. No, you got Hillary Swank for Million Dollar Baby. So that was going to happen. Which is maybe one of the better yeah, performances I've ever seen by her. This, this is a Million Dollar Baby year, so this, right. you know, there's yeah. nothing. But you have Kate Winslet, um, Annette Benning, and Imelda Staunton. And I don't... What did Benning get on it for? I can't... What the fuck? It was a movie that I don't... I never saw. I can't remember. It wasn't like American President or any of that stuff. Right, right. It, wouldn't um, yeah. it was... I can't remember. But none of them seemed very strong. Only Million Dollar Baby. So you knew... You know that... That she was Uma not gonna win. She wasn't going to win, but she could have been nomination. She did. She could have been nominated. And so did Carradine. Who's That's very, right. He is very good. good. We haven't said enough about that. Right. He's really good in this. He is good. Do we not see him until we didn't see him in volume? We didn't one, see him. We? You only like see his hands and you hear his voice at the very end. Right. Um. But he he's really good in this. He Not is really good. So, Nick Benny and being Julia. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It. Catalina Sandino Marino and Maria Fuller Grace. Don't know it. I remember that movie coming out. But I remember that. Imelda Stan and very. Oh yeah. This. Yeah. This, yeah this, oh, so Kate Winslet for Eternal Sunshine. Oh yeah. So that's a good one um, too. Good one. She's great in that. Um. But Uma Thurman could easily snuck in here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It got no love. Even cinematography. I thought the cinematography again was really good in, in this movie should have and should have been nominated and it wasn't you had aviator which was i mean actually it was a really beautifully shot film um passion of the christ which i actually haven't seen that's the caviezel yeah. one haven't seen that one uh that phantom of the o- what that was this year yeah phantom of the opera which i fucking hate the phantom of the opera so yeah. i wouldn't see it in a very long engagement so 
What are those? Is this the Golden Globe nomination? Oh, no, these are the, the Oscar nominations no, for not. cinematography. Oh, for cinematography. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. So that's what I'm saying. Cinematography probably, like, he should have gotten nominated for that, too. Yeah. It, maybe. This is a, I mean. What's in this actor field that year? Jamie Foxx for Ray. Yeah. He won. Don Cheadle for Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. Which is one of the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah. It's oh, Don Cheadle's amazing. Yeah, he's great. It's like one of my, that's one of my top 10. Giant Depp and Finding Neverland. And yep. he's actually pretty he's good. Very in good. That. Very yeah, good. That's, that's, that's right before he goes crazy. DiCaprio and the Aviator. Which is like one of my least favorite DiCaprio but performances. He's very but he's good. so good. He's he up in everything. But I don't love that movie I think as it's a good much movie. as I should. I wouldn't mind hitting that again. But yeah. uh and then Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. And I think it's the same Oh I no, it's not. Okay. I didn't know that was the Munich year. But Clint Eastwood and Million Dollar Baby, he's great in that. Great. So, this is a pretty stacked two thousand four is a sneaky good movie year. It's yeah, it's really a lot of people don't talk about how good it was. So there was no best actor nominated, but but could have been right. You know, actress, no, I just thought that actor field is yeah, so it's stacked. Really, it's one of the best, really stacked. most stacked ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, she's kind of snuck in. And Carradine, uh, probably not supporting actor, uh, I don't think, you know. Um, no, he's very good in their confrontation at the end. But he's very good. I really enjoy his... He he doesn't do too much with it. No. Um, that was Morgan Freeman from Mendo Baby for supporting actor. Of course. Alan Alda for Aviator. Thomas Hayden Church in Sideways. I hate that movie. I know you like it. It's okay. <laughs> Fucking hate he's it. He's good in it. Uh, Jimmy Fox and Collateral, who's really good in that movie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, and then Clive Owen and Closer, which I don't like that movie. Oh, Closer's good. Oh, I don't uh, like that's that. Portman. Oh, Is that yeah, Portman too? Portman, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I don't like that movie. I don't like that script. Who's I don't, the I've other seen woman? That, I've seen that play too. I don't like it. Who's the other woman in that? That's not Julia a Roberts, right? Julia Roberts. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah no, I think it's good. No, thanks. That's fine. But I, yeah, I just, I think, I think again, I still think that. He so what do you give uh, volume two? Uh, a minus. And what do you give volume one? A B, B plus. plus. And what do you give the entire? Yeah, B plus. So you give Kill Bill a B plus. Yeah. I mean, still. Okay. So I think you're right. So I wouldn't have said this before rewatching them again. This is definitely one of his weaker films. I probably, I actually probably put Hateful Eight above it, but I like Hateful Eight. I like that movie. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. When I saw it the first time, I was really, I didn't like how angry it was. I'm like, this is just needlessly angry. It's very I nasty. Actually, and I, so I saw it. Uh, they had like a, um, I got like a special screening. It was really cool in New York, and um, they had intermission. Yeah, wait, and, they really? Yeah, and it was um, it, they had like a, it had an overture beforehand. It was like it was like a, they called it like the like village. Gone with the wind again. It was. Yeah, it was like the village road road show or something. So they had like a special um film they used in it that was only at this special screenings. It was really cool. Yeah. Anyway. They did the first half, and I was like, but by intermission, I'm like, I love this movie. I'm all in. It is beautifully is shot great. in that winter, getting to the cabin, I'm all really that shit. I'm really enjoying it. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm in. This is, this, I'm 100 in. Yeah. And I thought the second half was just awful. And I'm like, ah, oh, and I really left the bad taste in my mouth. But I've only seen it the one time, so I wouldn't mind running into that again. I saw it in the theater, and I was by myself, actually. I think uh, Barbara was in Brazil, and I was like, I'm going to go see Yeah, know, of course. Yeah. I go see movies by myself all the time. Right. It actually was in a good, I can't remember what theater it was, but it had those nice, like, reclining yeah. seats that are like its own little couch. Maybe in Regal. Maybe in it was Regal. Yeah, yeah, and there was no one else in there. Oh, nice. And you no know, one at all? I don't. If I love there was, the it only was, person. Tell me a few times. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Because yeah, uh, at that, um, then I was staying up much later, so I went to the latest show. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 11 p.m. show or something. Yeah. So there was, there was and no it was on a weekday yet. or something. Right. It's just me in the it's car. Great. So. It's the best. It's the ideal. Yeah, and I love that. Um, and yeah, it's just me and my popcorn. And, and just, it's so beautiful. And on a big screen, it's like such a beautifully shot movie. I always go to the latest one on Tuesday nights. Exactly. It's that, the best. That's the one, that's the one, the least people are there. And I would go and I, right. I would try, I would always hope I have the, to myself the best. And Tuesday nights, they do deals at uh, yeah. the one in, in Epping. I used to go to that one a lot yep. too, because it was like, it was something like $6 to see Crazy a movie on Tuesday deals. nights. Yeah. And yeah, we would go all the time then. But 
I really, I really liked seeing that movie. So I, I, I think I'd have, we'd have to go back and see the other one. I'm sure we'll get to it, but I think this is not as good. So, but if you think, if you think of it in terms of, you know, of Quentin Tarantino movies, yeah, it's not, it's not great. But if you think about it in terms of all movies, it's still a very good movie. Yeah. And part of this is my own crutch here. I just can't get past it. I get to it. some extent. Um, I but just, you can't I feel frustrated. It's not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. Um, but it's like a Hall of Fame baseball player, and he has a weaker season. That's probably a good season for anybody else. But at the same time, you're like, ah, that year kind of wasn't that great. And I give this, I give it all in total. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Uh, I give this a B minus. Uh, I give the other one B plus. So I'm, I'll round them to a B. Um, and you're right. We are. I'm especially me. I'm probably being harsh on this than it deserves. Yeah. I. I, I no argument there. Roger, by the way, loves these movies. Roger gave both of them four stars and uh, put them on his top of the decade list. Yeah, he does. He love loves these movies. Yeah. movies. I think he sees the humor in them. Yeah, maybe. And maybe, you know, the other thing too is like, I also don't really love the Kung Fu genre. If you love this karate Kung Fu genre, then this must be it's like candy or baby. This must be incredible. Well, I do like it a lot more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, uh, I've mentioned Rumble in the Bronx a bunch of times. Yeah. Which is Jackie Chan? Um, I kind of put him on the map in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like the fight choreography in that movie is just is off the charts good. There's a, a scene I, I I don't know I might have posted a, a little bit ago or I might have shared it with you or something where it's it's like this seven minute thing and he's in this he's in this fucking warehouse and there's pinball machines and pool tables and carriages all sorts. Of, it's like a storage place and he's using all of this shit and refrigerators to like yeah. fight off this band of people. He is just such a talent in you know it's it's about seeing this performance that's that's off the charts good at what he's doing and similar here you're seeing no you know uma thurman's not doing all the fight scenes but she's doing a lot of stuff a lot of of it yeah um but between her and her stunt double are doing just amazing work yes and but it's not why i go to movies i know i I go movies for a good story well i want i I want excellence in whatever i'm doing in whatever i see or hearing music art whatever it is so i i see that stuff and it, it raises it even if the even if the even if the script isn't as good as some of the I keep saying the script's not as good in the Tarantino movie, but we are. I mean, it's just so bizarre because Tarantino is known for his writing. That's why he has his greatest. If you ask Tarantino what's the greatest skill set, it's like, oh, my, my scripts. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Yeah. But it's just impossible. One thing we should talk about before we walk with the movie mm. is uh, what happened with Uma Thurman. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the movie, she meets that, which is a terrible scene, but an awful scene. She meets that Hispanic guy, Spanish guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. It's played by Michael Parks. Esteban Viejo. Who is Michael Parks has a role in the first half of the movie. He also has a role. He's one of the uh, cops. Who oh, is, yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. And he's doing this and it's just stupid. And like, all right. The scene is meaningless. The scene is, there's no point to it. There isn't um, besides showing who like Bill's father figures are. You know, it's this, this pimp, this terrible pimp who disfigures right. women. I mean, that's the only real reason. But the whole, if and you, you also had to figure out a way that she finds him. Why or no? How she finds him? Why do we need? She I found guess we everybody don't, else. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess we don't. That I don't scene know. is completely meaningless. I think it's, it's meaningless. just like it's could just have been another cut. bloated. Just what are we doing? You know. But it's what happens when you have a uh, director that has you know creative control and he gets to do whatever he wants. And you're like, all right, you know, that's how you get Kevin's gate too. But all right, fine. So we have this scene that, <laughs> which is even funnier that the scene is completely worthless because that's what they shot. Yeah, and then the next scene is her driving to Bill's house and she's in this like kind of wild car. They show the car in that clip, especially like this kind of car. I forget what it's called. It's, I don't know. Uh, they said it in one of the articles I was reading about some crazy. I never even heard of it, but it's very fancy. 
But those sports cars are really hard to drive. You ever like driven like a really high powered sports car? They're I fucking haven't. really hard to handle. Like yeah. they're they're in, it's intense. And um, they had her going down a straight road, uh, and they just wanted a shot of her driving. All right, fine, very common. But they put a big camera in the back of the car, and this car, you know, the sports cars are super light. So this like weighs it down. Yeah. And then Tarantino drove it, but then they decided because the way the sun was setting, they wanted to actually shoot it from the other side. Yeah. So he didn't walk that way. I this is where it gets a little foggy. So Tarantino and Uber Durham both both claim this. They say when you walk the road one way, it's very straight. But when you walk the road the other way, it's not a straight. I don't, <laughs> it really I don't get sense. how that it's like there's an S curve the other way. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's not how things work, but fine, whatever. I think people want excuses for people being bad drivers. I guess Uma Thurman had a driver's license, but did say she was not comfortable driving. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, this kind of, I'm sure, expensive car. And also, just she's like, I'm not really comfortable doing that. How it works in Hollywood, too, is not like you just have a conversation. You have to, like, go to their trailer, and you're meeting with people. And even though Uma and Quentin get along, got, got along famously You have time, people in the way, though? I think there are always people in the way. There's, like, agents and assistants and all sorts of shit. I don't know if it's that big of a deal, but she doesn't tell Quentin that she doesn't want to do it. She tells someone to tell Quentin. You know what I mean? It's like it's a lot of that. So Quentin has to go in the trailer, and they talk about, like, hey, you know, you know, we just want to shoot this one thing. You know, the car is super safe. Go for it. And then, sure enough, she drives into a fucking tree, and um, <laughs> hurts she, herself. she really hurts herself. I guess yeah. she claims she still has some back problems from it. Ugh. And it sounded like she's going, I guess she's going, like, 35 into a tree. In this car that's not really built to take damage, so I'm sure it was fucking legit. 35 is still quick. You'll, you'll pretty quick. Yeah, and you'll you're damage. in a car that's, like, I guess it was, like, it's pretty scary. Like she had to go to the hospital, and I guess she still has some major back injuries from it. She seems to think that maybe Harvey Weinstein might have like rigged a car. I don't think that's what happened. Probably I wasn't there. I have no idea. But that seems a little. Quentin seems to think more my line, which is like, uh, it's a tough to handle. Car. Not confident driver. Car is super hard to handle. Yeah, the cameras in the back weighing it down. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on. Quentin says one of the biggest regrets he had. Well, he, he he frames it very oddly. He's like it was one of the biggest regrets I had that year. It's like oh, all right. <laughs> if I got someone hurt, I probably feel maybe a little worse. But, a little uh, longer, yeah. Plus, it like, ruined your friendship you had with this, you know, your creative partner. I know. Um, but I guess they get along. So when during all the Harvey Weinstein stuff, to me, so no one knew about this, by the way. This is, was a No one knew about the accident. Yeah, right. It was a Hollywood oh, secret. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So when all the Me Too stuff came out, uh, Uma came out against Har- Harvey. You know, it's like, hell oh, no, he actually... Um, harassed me. Harassed me. Yeah. And then there's this car incident, and she told Quentin, by this point, her and Quentin are friendly again. There's different reports of how friendly they are. Quinn seems to think they're still the best friends in the world or very good friends. Sounds like from Uma's camp, it's a bit colder than that, but it sounds like they would be willing to work together again. So it's sure. not that bad. Um, so Quentin had her, had his people go find the footage of the accident, which I guess was like hidden away and gave it to Uma. So Uma had proof of this accident. So when she went to the Hollywood reporter, she had not only her story, but also had video evidence that she was in this car in this accident. Yeah. Um, well, I, I heard that she tried. Or I thought that I read that that she tried to get footage of the accident, but and the Harvey, police, but Harvey the po- stuffed it. Well, but the, yeah, the police wouldn't give it up to her. Give it the to police her. wouldn't, but they gave it to Harvey, who then hit it. Okay. And then when Harvey, all the shit went, Harvey went down. They're like, all right, well, NDAs don't really matter anymore. So yeah, we're taking it. Quinn's like, I, I think I might have a copy myself. Goes and finds it and gave it to her, so she had it. So he didn't. Harvey didn't want to get sued. Oh yeah, I'm sure. is that why? I, I didn't want to look bad. I mean, there's yeah. eight million reasons why you, you snuck that out. I, I mean, this is what movie producers I fucking do. hate people. 
People, I, mean, I, this is, I mean, this is how movie producers protect themselves and their studio. I'm not saying I agree with it at all, right? But but this is what they do. I get that. I just fuck them. And then you have shit like what happened in Twilight Zone happen. You're like, oh fuck, how does this happen? Well, because yeah. movie producers are hiding shit all the time. That's why. <laughs> fuck. So when you know helicopters decapitate people, it's because they have so much power. They got away with so much. They keep pushing the limits. Yeah. And then eventually those limits crash in them. Um. But right. So this was a you know a pretty serious accident where someone got hurt and got you know got hidden away. And it ruined this friendship because, you know, I think Uma felt Quentin put her in a dangerous spot, which he did. And then I think Uma felt that Quentin sort of sided with Harvey, which isn't entirely true. Because remember, Quentin's ex-girlfriend was Mira Sorvino. Oh, yeah. Whose career was completely torpedoed by Harvey Weinstein. Right. Completely torpedoed. And um, she's one of the people who got hurt the hardest. Yeah. Because she could have done the Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and he said no. Uh, Peter Jackson called Harvey Weinstein and says, hey, What's going on with me? Or should I have her do the movies? You know, um, he wasn't asking for issues. He was asking just advice. Like, is she easy to work Ugh. with? We're doing like three movies in a row. Right. I want to make sure I'm just working with really cool people. Would she be a good fit? And Harvey's like, yeah, hey, to be honest with you, she's really difficult. Don't do that. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, what a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. he's such a fucking so, I mean, completely repulsive, ruined her career. I mean, repulsive you know, human. Imagine if she had done those movies, you know, like it would have. Oh, catapulted. I think, I think she would have been the Liv Tyler part, I believe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Then. So, I mean, that's a pretty big role. Huge role. Right? I mean, yeah. So, you know, and he would do shit like this all the time. Oh, he ruined uh, Annabella Scaria. Uh, uh, she's so good. Gloria Trillo in Sopranos. Mm. Um, yep. She's an incredible actress. She's a beautiful actress. Like, jumped off the screen when you saw her. And she's one of those people I always, like, when I was, you know, before the Harvey stuff, I'm like, why didn't she do more? Right. What happened? Maybe, maybe. I thought to myself, you know, maybe she's difficult. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't right, know. Right, of course. Like, yeah. why, this person is like... Because there's like no reason why she shouldn't. Right. Yeah. She's super pretty. She's super uh, talented. What is going on here? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, then, of course, she works Sopranos because David Chase doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So he hires her. Yeah. But then anyone else who's scared of Harvey is, uh, you know, won't hire her because he's like, you know, don't, don't do that. Let's, let's not, you know, let's what not go down that road shit. kind of thing, you know? So, you know, there are a number of women who he's done this to that you've never even heard of. Of course. You know, that that rejected his advances that you never, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, of the famous people who have come, there's a hundred something people that have come through or come come forward. I mean, oh, there's yeah. probably ten times that. Probably. They don't want to deal with the, I mean, this guy was a serial, you know, horrible, horrible person. Horrible person. Um, but yeah, so. That taints Quentin for me, too. It's like, come on, you're so powerful. Like, come on. So are you mad at Damon and Affleck, too? Yes. Same thing, it's I guess, same, right? Yeah, I mean, all these people. Like, he, I guess they, Brad Pitt stood up to him. But I guess still, Brad Pitt said, and, if you, you know, I'm, I'm going to knock you on your ass. If you, uh, I forget who was dating. It might have been Jennifer Aniston or someone. Might, some, something happened where he, he threatened to but even, yeah, I, I mean, me out. I see that as any dude doing that to, you know, support his significant other. I mean, of course, if anything like that happened. But but just thinking about it in terms of all the other people, you know, you know this guy's hurt a bunch of people. I just, I think, I, 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 I mean, guess I, you put a stop. I, I don't know. see, uh, I mean, so I don't, I don't blame Quentin or Damon or Affleck, I guess. I mean, I, I, I it just puts them in a they, certain what perspective. What should they have done though? It puts them in a person. But what should they have done? I think, I guess I, if I, I would hope in, in my situation, I would be public about it and say, uh, this producer, you have no real proof. Yeah. You I only know. have stories. I know. I know. Oh, you but know. I guess maybe I would, I would, I would, try to get as much proof as, a, as I could. I would probably talk to a lot of people. People aren't going to want to, to bury... I mean, Harvey Weinstein was... You I know how powerful like is. I know. One of the know. Like three or four most powerful But if you're Brad Pitt, like you're... you're Are at you, that, though? At Are, that is point? Is anyone untouchable? I mean, everyone is always fighting for the next movie. I guess. I mean, yes, you're right. Some people obviously have way more power and can certainly call their shots more. Yeah. But this was the guy that literally controlled the purse strings. It's like true. He controlled people getting paid. This is why he's so much bigger than a director. I guess a I would never work never with. Do this. I guess I would never work with Miramax again. That's the thing. 
So if you want, that's a fair. Yeah, I'll argument. never work with Miramax right. as long as Harvey. And Quentin there. worked with Miramax up until Harvey. You know. Yeah. And it, so right. So yeah. I think that's a fair thing. And I didn't Damon stop working with Miramax. I don't know. I think he did. So like some people did quietly kind of walk away. But I mean, if you want to knock Quinn for one thing, that's fair. Yeah. Because he could have gone anywhere, and eventually he did sign up with. After all the Harvey stuff happened, he went and signed a huge deal with Sony. But he could have signed that deal with Sony before. Oh my know, God! I mean, you know. even after Pulp Fiction, he was. I think he felt indebted. I think he felt. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for Harvey Weinstein, Quentin, Tar- we never, we might never have heard of Quentin. Tarantino. Yeah, but if you, you can't. I don't know if you can be. In, I, I get it. I just don't think you can be indebted to a monster. Maybe he didn't know as much, but I just think I mean, those circles are so small. Dan Affleck, we talked about that with Goodwill Hunting. Like Harvey Weinstein literally made Goodwill Hunting happen I know. with them in the leads. It would have been DiCaprio and Pitt. I know. Harvey stepped in. Harvey made their career. So it's like, all right. I know. It's a, it's a real, for those guys, I'm not, look, Harvey Weinstein's a monster, but I'm just saying I can kind of on you some level understand a little bit. Like, do I want to bury the guy that made me? Like, is that... I just think there are certain and things. And I also, they also didn't know the whole story. There are certain things you can do, but you can, you can sort of, you can make that cost benefit analysis of, you know, you could say, all right, if this person is acting in this nasty way, maybe, maybe he's like a, he's got a gambling problem or maybe he's got a drug problem or, or whatever, those types of things. But when you're talking about physical, like harm rape, to other people and not only that, but just, you know, ruthlessly destroying people's careers because they wouldn't sleep with him. Now, I mean, that's the type of shit where you want to take that fucker down. They might not know all that. The thing is, Quentin, Quentin and Mira Servino dated. Like he they, must have known. He must have known something. He must have right? known. You have to like my, yes. I mean, I, I think the Lord of the Rings thing, no one knew until after me too. Like Peter Jackson said, no, this is a conversation we had and I feel terrible about it. Mira Servino, I think said she found out about it. Oh, yeah. So maybe she wouldn't have known so that, people, but so other no stuff. No one knew the whole story. All you heard is like whispers and, and I, even I, I mean, even I, because read the trade papers, just yeah. in New York talking to people, like I would hear stuff like, "Oh, Harvey Weinstein's like a pig." I heard that. Oh, oh you'd hear that a lot, or you'd yeah. read that a lot, or you'd be on internet message boards and people would say shit like that, like, "Oh, Harvey Weinstein's like bad news," but you never knew like what exactly that meant. And like that's what the, uh, uh, Affleck and Damon said, like, "Oh, we knew that he had a reputation of being kind of a kind of a pig, kind, yeah, kind of like a, a chauvinist, but not raping people. But we didn't or, know he was raping like or you know, or, just, or or completely destroying blackmailing players. people and all that shit, but, yeah." Like, but I guess should have people have put two and two together. I think so. I, I, that's not a fair, it's not an unfair argument. Yeah. It's tough because I want, you know, I want to hold Quentin Tarantino to a really high level as an artist. You know, it's the same thing with Michael Jackson. I want to, I want to hold these people. High. <laughs> well, no, I, but you know Michael what I mean? Jackson's the one committing the crime. So Quentin Tarantino, I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. It's different. Totally yeah, different. But, it's... but I do want, you know, people who create beautiful art, great art that I really respect. I want to hold them to a, I just hope that they're decent people too. And, I mean, we said it before with the Bud character, people are complicated. Like, yeah. they, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it, it, I guess it's, it, it did, it's definitely a black mark on Quentin's career. But, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, this probably isn't very PC, but I don't think of it for a second when I watch his movies. I, maybe I think about yeah. it afterwards. But, yeah, yeah. And I do think about it when I see the Miramax logo pop up. Yes. Every time, even like, because we're watching all these older movies. Every time I see it, I go, oof. Ugh. You know, you know, Harvey Weinstein made a lot of money off of probably what we're watching right now. Doesn't make it anymore, but you know, but you know, he made money off of this movie. You he know? did, and yeah. He was able to keep, you know, perpetuating his power and hurting people yeah. for years because of it. I know it's tough with Miramax. Mm. Um, okay. Anything else with uh, That's all I got. that stuff? I guess uh, we'll move on to yeah. So this is one of this is a, like the kind of song where you listen to it a handful of times and you're like okay I get it I don't ever need to listen to it again. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, well, okay, go ahead. So I listen to, you know, every, every time we do the show, I listen to a song on repeat um, throughout the morning when I'm preparing for the show. Okay. Because, like, I let my subconscious work on it a little bit. It's usually quiet in the background, but I hear it. And I, and because How usually, many times do you listen to a song when you do the show? Oh, it's, it could be even 20. Because I, it's just yeah. on repeat as do, I'm preparing. I do about seven to ten. Sometimes Laura's like, "Why was that song?" I'm like, "It's, <laughs> okay, oh, it's, it's right. for the show. It's for Quantum Week show." Okay. Yeah, I probably listen to maybe five, between five and ten. I'm really bigger, uh, big um, believer in my subconscious. I think that's, I think something you said for that. Yeah, and I just I let things work because it's the way that my music works too. I'll get haunted by my song. It just goes around in my head, and then new new pieces right. just form around it. Sure. Uh, so I so it it. I usually make connections that way. Yeah. But after listening, I don't know, maybe 10 times this today, I'm like, I, I get this whole, I get it. I like, I, there's nothing to be said about it. It's just this thing. And yes, people could, I, I picture Kevin James dancing to it. Like he did in hitch. I don't know if you oh, saw that. I've not seen that, but okay. It's just yeah. like, you know, this is him dancing goofy and, and, uh, and that, that's it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, how do you, you were going to say how you feel? Yeah. About it. So this song, okay. So most of this song is exactly, I kind of just like, to me, it's like, oh, it's a kind of a throwaway club song kind of thing. Yeah. But there's an element to this song that I think is fantastic. And it, it's it's so bizarre. It's almost like an SNL sketch. And it's it's the Little John stuff. And you basically <laughs> yes. have this, like, regular song. I was thinking about this, yeah. You have, like, a regular song. And yeah. it's fine. It's whatever. It's ordinary. It's Usher. I'm not a big Usher fan. It's, no, I mean, it's very kind of... He's Timberlake-y. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's a good performer. He's got a really great voice. Like, yeah. But he's kind of a composite uh, of he's not a great writer. He's got all he's got his team yeah. and he's a he's a company. Yeah. And, and a performer. He's made, he's made a shitload of money and yeah. a, you know, very successful. Right, right. But like his music's not for me. Sure. But you have this guy like screaming and saying <laughs> random shit. Yes. And it, it's every time I hear it though, I laugh. So like I'm enjoying this song. Like I'm gonna give this song probably a higher review than I should, because I every time I hear it, I'm it's like it's so bizarre and i said it it feels like a really good like a sketch it's funny you took that from it because when i hear the little john stuff i'm like why is this guy here that's the best part but why I, is he I well know. what's happening the why he's here is because he wrote the song and he produced it <laughs> he produced it right. right yeah but but i didn't but know like, that what is but what is the like i guess to get a little sounds, bit of cred it sounds crazy yeah because he what does he say i, I sometimes i grab the lyrics yeah. i didn't grab him this time but he'll go and yeah or he'll yeah he says he's just one word yeah. Things and he's in the video and you'll see him like kind of crash in every once in a while. That's it. He has no place. Like no. he's dressed entirely different. He's all in camouflage. Yes. He looks insane and he's like screaming and Usher's like trying to look cool. And then yes. uh, Ludacris yes, is yes. trying to just like cool. And Ludacris is good. Like his, his verse is pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah. Fine. But like they're both, they're trying to be like cool and like get women. Yeah. And then you have this like, like wild man. It's like, just, <laughs> it's like, you Does ever he have play, like long dreads too and a hat on and the grill and shit. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You ever play Grand Theft Auto, the newest one? Oh no, no, no. So the newest one has this character character named Four. trevor uh and it takes place in la so one you have three characters you can be one character is like a, a tony soprano type another character is like a, a black like a uh, guy who is a who's a, in a gang and then you also have trevor who's like white trash like insane person <laughs> and um i don't mean like little john's like like but he's just like he, but trevor will just do crazy shit yes but trevor's the most entertaining player to be yeah because he just does like insane fucking shit and he just like he'll just he's really he makes the game like really alive and fun and like little johnny makes the song really alive and fun like he's, he's just, kind of a muppet in this in this kind of serious dark weird thing yeah. uh in the club even in the song he's like screaming it's funny and that's why i like the, the fact the song is called yeah exclamation point because that's so what it is. it's like him like, yeah <laughs> and you're like what, what? i know Imagine, like having a conversation they have a conversation and someone just starts screaming random shit it's like this, this, this whole song is that it is i really enjoy it so i actually i do like this song. you do enjoy it. i mean if it's on i wouldn't change it but i just once you listen to you're like okay i get it that's it 
There's not. There's not. There's nothing much to it. Uh, Can you play the clip again? <laughs> when we started this. The, the, Hey! 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 So okay, so little job. Another point I want to make is this. My other point about the song. So okay, so let's say you had Usher, yeah, Little John, and uh, David Carradine from Kill Bill. Okay, all in the same room. Yes, you would say that Little John's the craziest of those three, probably. Like this guy's crazy. You would. Okay, so he's been married to the same woman since 2004. He's done a ton of charitable work. He, I saw him on the Celebrity Apprentice. He seems like a genuinely like good guy. Oh. Like he is really uh, indebted to his city of Atlanta. Yes. Um, and he's done a ton of work to make Atlanta um, prosper and, and be even bigger and better. And he is like all things that you'd want your entertainer to be. Yeah. And you, but you look at him, it's like, oh, this guy looks like crazy, but he, he actually is incredibly normal and good. And then you have Carradine who married five times, ends <sighs> up uh, killing himself uh the asphyxia- asphyxiation he, he that's right i forgot himself whacking off yeah i forgot about that Fucking weird. also like just a weird his ex-wife wrote a book like a tell-all book Ugh. like really seems like a really weird dark life that he yeah had. And you have usher who gave woman herpes and <laughs> uh, got sued for it who seems like this very clean cut dude right yeah and you think oh but like i'm um, you know whatever with that but like you know he's uh, supposedly he got sued for it giving women herpes not telling him he had it Ugh. some you know some kind of like behavior it's like, oh, out of those three, you'd be like, oh, who's the... <laughs> it's actually the one I would want to hang out with is Little John. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Okay! <laughs> <laughs> can, you just, can you just do that the whole time, though? He probably doesn't. But, no, you're right. That seems... Uh, well, like, so I'm, I'm so all kidding aside. Like, he seems like a really like intelligent, had really good ideas. I'm like, oh, this guy is... I like this guy. Yeah. Get little John. I know, right? <sighs> yeah. Uh, back to the song. So this is a huge hit. Yes. It was like uh, nine weeks, number one. Big hit. Um... It was number one song for the year, number two song for the decade in terms of album sales on the Hot 100. Number two of the decade. Of the decade. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, in all sorts of movies and shit. There's just everywhere. Yeah. All yeah. over the radio. Yeah. You couldn't avoid it. Number, I, I wasn't even going to clubs anymore at this time, and I still heard it a million times. Yeah. 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 Uh, number one in a whole bunch of different charts. Number one in a whole bunch of charts in the world, too, like all over the place. This album was huge. This was So what happened was uh, Usher wrote, this is his fourth album. He wrote he was about to put out confessions and the album Arissa is like, you don't really have a number. The, the second song I think it's, it's like burn, burn uh, which I something. listened to. I didn't really recognize. I didn't recognize either, but that was a huge hit. I guess so. Yeah. I read Two, that, I read that yeah. also hit number one because yeah. that supplanted. It's funny. Uh, though, I never yeah. really heard that song, but I heard never. this song a million times. Yeah. It's not very memorable. Is this kind of a, it's just this R this really kind of sappy R and B slow yeah. down tempo song, but you're right. That was, that was big too. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, but they were like, you have this song, which is, it could be a hit, but you, you need to go back and you need to write something. You need to have some people write, <laughs> write a hit for us. We, you know, we don't want to put the, the album out until you do. And so, and this was a little John song who actually gave it to somebody else first, gave it to, yeah. uh, peep, uh, freak. Uh, the song is called peep freak. No peep. Uh, wait, it's called freak a leak. 
Yeah. And it's something Pablo is the guy's name. Could his name be Peep Freak for the Let's it'll be Peep Freak for the show. Not, I don't think only it's that important. Uh no, Petey Pablo is the guy's name, wrote this song Freak Leak. And Lil John tried to get it back mm. and said, Oh, listen, Usher's interested in this song. Cause I guess he submitted like twenty tracks and then Freak <laughs> decided I'm gonna choose this one. But he'd already he'd already recorded it and his his record label was about to put it out. Oh. So she's like, I'm sorry we can't give it back, but uh, they decided to do it on Usher anyway. But this, this is the, the Freak-A-Deek song. Freak-A-Leak. It sounds so much more cluttered. It is. This is a mess. Yeah. The song's not good. This also charted. Hit number seven. Really? Yeah. I'd never heard of these guys either. Pa- yeah. uh, we, we, we know. Yeah. <laughs> P. Pablo. We, we, we can tell. <laughs> All right. I'm oh, sorry. Um but uh yes that hit seven that's a clumsy mess it is a very clumsy mess but it's the same like baseline groove claps like all that stuff you just don't have the boot doop boot doop over that little synth line thing over but but anyway so gave it to um gave that basically that that underneath infrastructure to usher and then usher had two other people write this song so this was written by sean garrett who has 18 number ones wow for like nelly britney yeah. spears Nicki minaj and patrick smith who's got three grammy nominations okay that and this little john kind of sample yeah. thing usher put was a together big deal before so usher basically had to probably could pick whoever he wanted to work in this oh song. yeah did. yeah 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 i mean but this is, he is, he's really a composite. Like he's really, if you look at the, again, I, I look at the amount of, you know, artists and producers and shit on this album and you got like another hundred people on here. He's, he's a, he's this corporation. He's just the, the front, well, he, front he, of the corporation. He is like, uh, like uh, Timberlake, but uh, yeah. you know, Timberlake has the SNL and Fallon stuff, but you know, Usher's been in a lot of movies. Yep. Um, he's done a lot of TV shows. He's on the, the voice show. Like he's done a million things. And yeah. He's, he's been more integrated in my life, I guess, than I had thought. Like he's been, he's more successful than I had thought he was. Me too. I don't ever really think about him, but it's like, oh, well, he, well, he wasn't that. He wasn't this. So when you start checking off the boxes, you're like, well, this guy actually was maybe the biggest artist of that decade. Yeah. I mean, ju- it was, so the album was also the second selling of the decade. So this was 20 million copies. Yeah. Which is, that's more than John Mayer sold like, in his career. In his career. And I, and John Mayer's way more, I, I've heard him. No. But just because of the stuff we're listening to, I guess I know, that's it. the I mean, style. It's, but it's he's like you know, way more there. Things are than, so segmented, you know. Yeah. But um. But obviously, in I, I wouldn't be if someone said Usher's. I didn't look, but if Usher's sold 100 million albums, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I guess I would. I guess maybe more, maybe 70 or something. Yeah. But it probably. I mean, this was his fourth album. The other one, he was famous. He's from famous the, already. The so, other right. ones, yeah, yeah. And you know, and he did albums after this, right? right. So yeah. I guess I wouldn't be that shocked. Um. The only thing. So the best part to me though is the is Luder, I actually really like. Uh, <laughs> Ludacris. Do you know this one, the fantasy song? I like this song. Great one, right? Yeah. yeah. I like Ludacris. He's got great flow. Yeah. Great flow. Yeah. That's a great one. I, I like Ludacris a lot. He's the best one, best thing on this. Uh, uh, Little John's best thing. <laughs> well, of course. Besides Little John, is Fraggle Rock and. Is he so good? Okay. Like, okay. All right. I'm glad you agree. It's all positive stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And actually, the song is pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's kind of got an uplifting message, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right? Uh, That's all I've got, I think, for for Usher. We'll probably run into him again. I'm I'm sure we will. Uh, Where were you? May Uh, 2004. Got my first cat. Cat. Yeah. So um you know my love for bangles so uh, uh lanier my my cat um he's a bangle 
Uh, you've met him a few Len. times. Len. Yep. Met him Len many times. Yes. Um, good cat. Good man. Yep. Definitely a very, very talkative cat. And he's a bangle in my, but my love affair for bangles started with my first cat. Oh, don't knock shit over. Almost. I do. I, I wave my hands a lot, don't I? Do you do that when you talk? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. But when, in the podcast, like I'm doing it a lot in here. I knock um, shit. I almost knock I don't shit mean over. I do the podcast, but I do it a lot in real life. I do it here too. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. It's hard to stay contained in my little box. I think because I have to be on mic, I'm more contained. So I'm more contained oh. than I am. So I try to stay like more still. But in real life, I'm very yeah, yeah. my hands and yeah, like, yeah. I'm like a cartoon character. Well, I almost okay. knocked shit over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so little guy was the, was the first bangle I had. Uh, I didn't name him little guy. I rescued him. So I, we, we talked last week about the year before was my first mortgage mm-hmm. job. Well, I'd moved on to, uh, to a brokerage at this point, And the, the guy who owned it had a cat. Uh, he had a cat, he had two cats and he's kind of a playboy younger. He was a little bit younger than me. He's probably a year younger than me. So at the time he's like 25 or 24. So he's kind of a, would he would go out on the town a lot? And you, go, leave, you were going to call him a playboy. I was going to call him kind of a player, is what I was going to say. A player, right, right. kind of a yeah. He was sort of lived that sort of lifestyle, bachelor kind of going out a lot, had okay. a lot of money type yeah. of guy. Right. So we had these two cats and 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 little guy, the bangle. Um, this little guy's a thirteen pound big like oh, so cat. it's like a calling like like a tiny glister, but he's really huge. He's it's like a funny. Well, name. it's kind of, he named it because he had a big he had big balls. Uh, so he called him little guy for that. But, uh, but then those got chopped off by the time I met him. Okay. It was neutered. But anyway, so he was out a lot and little guys, he's got he's such a personality that he, he would, he would get angry and he would pee on this guy's shoes oh, and he would cat, like, this is the worst. he would just, Oh, it's gross. Yeah. He would knock shit off. He would just oh, no. cause a lot of trouble because he was left alone all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so he started, um, started like putting him in the bank in the basement. But then uh, oh. little guy would, I know little guy would get out. Um, he's, right. he was a kind of an escape artist and then he'd be on the prowl in the town getting in fights. Good little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He Fight had a back. huge personality, yeah. but he really, he just loved, loved people and yeah. he just wanted to be around his, his people. Yeah. So, uh, boss comes in, I'm not gonna name, him, but the boss came yeah, in yeah. and was like, uh, and, and me and my partner at the time. So we had a dog. It was really her dog, Orion, a lab, big, like hundred pound, 90 pound lab, platinum blonde lab wanted sort of another pet but didn't want to get another dog because that's a lot and he's not he wasn't great with dogs but he he loved cats so so we've talked about and she had cats growing up i'd only had dogs growing up so i didn't really have a relationship with cats but i was open to it so when he came in and was like does anybody want my cat i was like well we're looking to maybe get a cat little guy was three years old he said so he said come over meet the cat and if you like him you know you can take him so we did, and he was sort of pushing little guy out the door, like, here, why don't you take him for a few days and see, you know, yeah, it was yeah. definitely like, I don't want situation. Right. All, all at the same time, he's telling me how cool this cat is. Yeah. First of all, the cat is striking. I mean, you've seen Lenny's a beautiful cat. Yeah. Bangles are beautiful. They've got stripes and spots and they're, um, they're, they're different ones, but the, the, the darker ones have got like browns and blacks and like reds, uh, in them. Um, little guy had this like really red chest, uh, very pretty cat, green eyes. Um, and uh, so that's the first thing like you're, you're taken with. But then, he, you know, he's telling me how like he, the, the cat, he likes to talk to you and hang out, whatever. But yeah, yeah, whatever. So he pushes the cat on us and we take him. And I didn't know. But we set him up. Um, so we we just bought a duplex, I think, the year before. And we lived on the top floor of this duplex in Rochester. Okay. And it had in the kitchen, it had a um, it had a door that went to the attic. So we wanted to make sure that little guy had some privacy. You know, Orion wasn't going to attack him. So we kind of block. We opened that door up, but kind of blocked it off. Put his food back there. Put his his box back there in in the store stairs up to the to the attic, and that way he could just escape up there if he if he wanted to. First day, boom, goes right in the attic. Yeah. Doesn't come down. 
Like, okay, that's fine. I get it. He's a little scared. Second day, I'm laying on the couch watching TV. Cat jumps on my lap, oh. lays on my lap, just is looking at me, purring his little fucking face off. Face off, and I'm just, I just started like, you know, whatever, petting him. And we were friends from then on. Super good cat. Like yeah. he, he, uh, Bengals want, so Bengals are the, as a breed are from the Asian jungles. And, and they look very similar to what Len looks like, just a little bit bigger. They're pack cats. Um, they hunt together. They live together. And what happens is you breed them with a house cat and a third generation down the line. They're domesticated enough where you can have them as a family pet. They're pretty wild, though. Um, and even that first gener- that third generation that you can start to have, they're still pretty... Len's, Len's that. Len's third generation. Oh, okay. So he's a little more standoffish than um little guy was who was a little bit further down the line yeah way more domesticated like len i had to work so hard to get him to trust me i told you before that he would he would spend time he spent like a year up in the attic and i i had to coax him all the time with food and playing and it got to a point where i had i'd have to like force my love on him like i'd have to pick him up and hold him and pet him and tell him he's a good boy just be nice to him before he started trusting me and now he's like on our laps and you know he's way more trusting but little guy wasn't that way. It's strange. He didn't give a shit. If you were human, he was into you. Like he's just, you know, rubbing against your legs, yeah. wanting to hang out. But he also had like, he was mischievous. Like uh, Orion, he would hide under the table and Orion would like walk by. <laughs> he would jump and kind of grab his tail oh, and no. run away. Um, or he would, he would run at me and gr- like grab my leg and then run away. And I would chase him down and grab him. Um, we'd sort of play tag and then I'd run away from him and he would run after me or I'd play catch like a little, I'd have a little ball. I'd throw it. He would go grab it and bring it back to me. Just such a super good man. And they're very talkative. Um, so, you know, he, I, he sort of found his voice months in where it's the, he's got, they've got this yowl that these Bengals yowls are just crazy. They just sound so wild. Yeah. One likes to talk. He does like, right. Especially when the doors close, he's like, where's my fucking people. And so he'll, you know, he'll belt it out. Um, or he would like knock water. He was, he was just so mischievous and so cool. And he came with me to California. Okay. Uh, and he, and he came with me back. In fact, yeah. Um, so I got him when he was three and even so when Barbara and I first met, um, at one point she stayed at the house, stayed stayed in my apartment. And I remember she sent me a picture. Like I had to leave. I, I went to work, but she, um, she was, she was like in my apartment. She sent me a picture. She's like, I can't leave. Because she shows me a picture of of little guy on her lap. Oh yeah, because he just you know yeah he just get cozy right there and he just loved people. So had him brought him back. Um, just such a like a, just an amazing amazing. Me and I had him for ten years and a few years ago lost him. Um, again we did this a lot. He would like sleep on my chest. Yeah, and I'm you know I was just petting him. He was I was laying down. He was just yeah. on my chest and he just started twitching. Oh. Had a brain tumor. And then, so you guys brought him into the brought him into emergency yeah. vet. Like he started yeah. convulsing. I'm like, right. what the what's, fuck? What's emergency happening? vet, yeah. freaking out. They they took films. Like he's yeah. got a you know, they he's got a he's got a brain tumor, and he's probably you know, you can operate on him, but he's probably yeah. not gonna. He's, thir- he's probably yeah. thirteen. At this he's time. thirteen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they can live. They can be twenty, but yeah. you know, yeah. and it's cost so much too. You you just the I know. the prognosis isn't good even yeah. after supper, that type of operation. So. So what we can, he's like, but he also has a bladder infection. Why don't we treat him for that? And that was stupid of me that I did. I started giving him uh, the antibiotics and then he stopped eating. I, I think that that oh. like crushed him. So he just, you know, he stopped eating and then he stopped wanting to hang out with me. We just oh. go in his little bowl, his little heated bowl on the floor, broke my heart. And then, you know, I, I tried to feed him. I was trying to like force food down. Yeah. And it's, that was so yeah, traumatic too, because I don't want him to feel bad, right. but I want him to eat. And yeah, ugh. 
So one yeah one weekend we're like he, we he's not gonna yeah. we gotta put him down and we did was that that was the worst fucking like, that's awful. shoot that me sucks. yeah when you lose a you didn't like have that. Len yet right no and it took a little it took uh, we got Len a, about a year after yeah. I was like I I needed a little break oh yeah, you yeah know, this is my buddy yeah you know, fuck this yeah um and yeah and it took yeah it took a bit and then and then went to Len but he's just you know just like a, a friend he's just yeah with especially me. when he went across country you oh there and back like that's you know yeah. But now, you know, I definitely have a love with the Bengal breed because they, they just, they have a certain personality and they're very, um, like I said, very talkative. And, what and happened very to Orion? Your girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend get, get Orion? Yeah, it was, he was, he was really her dog. Her dog He's yeah. super neurotic. He was this really sweet guy, but super neurotic to her. Like he needed to be around yeah, her all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I was very, like a calming influence. For, so he could hang out with me and be, in fact, we would go on walks. Um, he hated other dogs, but it's because he was protective of Sarah. Didn't want yeah. Said her name. That's fine. Uh, protective of her. But uh, he, um, when I would go on walks with him and other dogs, the doctor's office that I was working for at the time, we would go hiking, you know, a few of the doctors and me and all, all of our dogs. And he was fine around those other dogs because it was me and he was calm around me. It's right. only if he was with her that that would happen. But it was really, it was really her dog. They, they, she got him before she met me. So that was going to happen. I wonder if she thought that she was going to get the cat because there was no way in fucking like a, there's no way. He was, you know, yeah. I was not going to let that happen, but it wasn't ever a question or a fight or anything, but uh, there was no way that I would have given up a little guy. Hmm. He was my buddy. So uh, yeah, little, little guy sounded like a good cat. He was. I hated that name though. I just called him kitty or kitten. Or, oh yeah. You yeah. Know. We didn't do that, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. I mean, yeah. Well, Len's name wasn't Lanier. I named him. I changed his name. What was his name originally? Fucking Gonzo. What kind Gonzo? of animal <laughs> names? He after Gonzo. What kind of little John? <laughs> names okay. <are> right. <laughs> Yeah, Gonzo's terrible. Uh, so, yeah, cat. That's a good story. Good little yeah. guy. Little guy. Good cat. Good, very good cat. Very good cat. Yeah. All right, good. Um, all right. May 9th through 15th, 2004. May 13th, Frasier airs its final episode. Kelsey Grammer had played Frasier for 23 years. 23 years, because it, it started with Cheers. Yeah. And how long was Frasier on? A long time. Uh, I can tell you how long it was. Because uh, it was Cheers seven years? No, 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 no. Cheers ran from 82 to 93. Oh, shit. Uh, but he wasn't on the first year. Uh, and then uh, and then Cheers, Mr. Ran from 93, you know, the second half of 93 to... Frazier. Frazier from 93 to 2004. So Cheers ran for 10 seasons. Wow. Um, Cheers ran for 11. Frazier ran for 10. Or, no, well, 12 and 10, right? Or something like that? Because he did for 23 years. So. Crazy. Yeah. Has any show ha- like had a show and spinoff run like that? No, um, what is that show? Uh, it's Matt Dillon, but not Matt Dillon, the actor, but Matt Marshall Dillon uh, on The Rifleman, right? Is that the show? That we ran? No, not The Rifleman. That was mm. Chuck Connors. Uh, oh, my God. I'm totally blanking because people are probably yelling at the, t- at the, at the podcast machine right now. Uh, There's a show that ran for like 20-something years. Gunsmoke, I'm sorry. Oh, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Yeah. Ran for, for that long, um, wow. roughly that long, uh, and he played. Same uh, character that long? Yeah, Dillon that long, yeah. Crazy. I think it's Matt Dillon was a character, which is funny because you have Matt Dillon the actor. The now. actor, yeah. I believe, believe it was. I've seen one episode of Gunsmoke, so I can't speak yeah, to that. Yeah, way it. before. Um, I was paying but, attention. But uh, yes, so but this, I believe it. I believe it might have broken record. But yeah, Cheers ran from eighty. Cheers ran for what? Oh, twelve seasons. And Frasier must have ran for eleven, right? That's twenty three years. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Frasier was not a great show. I don't like Frasier. I watched. Okay. I watched it sometimes. I liked it. It's okay. Yeah, I liked it's okay. it. Okay, well, Cheers is great. You know, you were really. But I was never. I never really. I did watch some Cheers. I didn't watch a lot as a kid. I, I don't think my parents were watching that. Is why. Ugh. 
Cheers is the best. I know you really love it. I'd but like, it's on syndication all the time. It's on during the day all the time. Yeah, I went to school. Yeah, I know. But when you get home from school, we were at school. I'd until go outside. 8, 8 p.m. I would go outside and play. Go outside in the winter. You never watched. You never sat down and watched TV, man. Like, so again, you're a real person. Again, um, yes, I watched Cheers, but not. I didn't watch like the whole run. I would probably watch an episode here and there or something. Maybe I watched it more than I remember. I, I should go back and watch it. What's it on now? Uh, it's on Hulu now. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I don't I fucking Hulu. Might be on uh, Peacock as well. It's the NBC streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd watch it if it ever came back to Netflix. So or good, something. man. It's such a great show. Yeah. Frank, uh, Office just went off of Netflix. Yeah. And he got replaced by Seinfeld. So I'm obviously, I applaud that choice. Right. I started watching um, The Office again and I was like, I can't go back here. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, saw uh, it. Okay. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the last two seasons are horrendous. I enjoyed the show when I watched it. But yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. need to go back and revisit it. But I hated Seinfeld, so maybe I maybe I should give it a you try. You've really seen Seinfeld, right? What have you seen? I don't know. I don't how you don't like Seinfeld. Um, I hate all the characters. It's kind of the idiot. Do you watch Curb? You enthusiasm? I like it better because it'll go further. It's like it's it's well, I mean, times two, you know. Yeah, it, but that's I mean it wouldn't exist. That's not fair. I no, mean, I know, but I just mean like like they take it. But they're also assholes there too. You, you don't mind them being assholes, but you're I you don't like it's the because it's so buffoon. Like you want because they're not. I guess you. Yeah, I don't know. He's such a fucking buffoon, buffoon and curb. He's so far, like he's so far gone reality. Whereas Seinfeld isn't. He's a lot closer to the everyman. My ex-wife would compare me to Larry David often. Yeah, but I um, <laughs> but I so I think uh, no, maybe I should maybe I should give uh, Seinfeld a try. Maybe I should yes. watch watch. Is the first season good? No, uh, for, well, the first season's rough. They find their footing. It's kind of fun to watch. You want to see a show grow? You actually see it in real time. Yeah, like. The show starts off and you're like, this is, this is elements of being funny, but it's kind of like, what is this? And then by like the end of the second season, they get it. Yeah. But you, but it takes a while. Cause you know, it's Larry David's first show, show running. Sure. I mean, he wrote for SNL. He wrote for a couple of their shows, but, and it's Jerry's first foray into TV. Really. Yeah. He was on the, the show soap. He, for, That's he right. fired from that show uh, back in the early eighties, but he'd never really done. Yeah. He's stand up. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're, they're like, they're figuring out on the fly. I should, uh, I, maybe I should give it a try. I just never liked, and I never liked his humor. Maybe that was it too. I realize it's different on the show than it was his, uh, what's the deal with this? Fucking you don't think I'm funny. No, I who don't. are you? No, I'm, who are I'm you? a guy who knows comedy and, and I know you don't that. Know uh, anything. <laughs> what do you know? I'm Jerry Seinfeld. You are. Yes. We, you tell us all the time. Yep. Yeah. What's the deal with you being Jerry? I had Seinfeld? a big hit show. Yep. Who you are did. You? Congratulations. Quite a week. Con- Give me a break. <laughs> Congratulations well, on you and your show. Yeah. Yeah. I the public's got great taste. It should be spelled. W E A K quantum wink. <laughs> You're awful. Super funny. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, May 11th, uh, Kate Goslin. Do you know who Kate Goslin is? No, I think you will. When I'm done with this story, maybe not. I know you in <laughs> uh, your weird alien tendencies. Uh, Kate Goslin. Yeah. gives birth to sectuplets. That's six kids. Six. Yeah. Yeah. They already had, they already had twins. Yeah. So by 2007, she had a TV show called John and Kate plus eight. That's so right. You know, this person is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by 2009, they were divorced. Really an interesting look into what fame can do to you. Oh, Jesus. Because their lives are both destroyed. Yeah. Um, so she, I guess, wants to still be famous. She still wants to be a star. Um, she, I guess she just sold her house like a couple months ago for like the, the house that she bought with John after they started making some real money. It's like the one thing she got in the divorce, one thing she really held on to. Yeah. She lost. She sold the house basically before she paid for it. Which is, you know, you you bought it 10 years ago. Oh, you think it would appreciate it. Right. Yeah. So she probably sold it for a song just to get the, the extra money. And six of the kids live with her. Oh. Two of the kids live with uh, John. The six that live with Kate don't speak to John. John and Kate don't speak. They only speak to lawyers. Uh. 
John, uh, since the show, since the divorce and everything, he's worked as a line cook at Chili's, and he now is uh, does like IT work for Amazon. Um, yeah, which I think sounds better than it is. I think it's a lot of like I mean, I'm trying nothing against that at all. Like no, like, but work, but you think but, you're on some sort of track. You know, you you're on a right. TV show and, and he, then you're like not. A guy, like and all this shit happened because he he had major infidelity issues. He was just cheating. Oh, that's he right. He cheated on her with somebody else, and then that person he like the next person he was with found out he was cheating on her. Like it was just like this uh, guy just like just got like start got yeah. So she got all uh, addicted to the fame. The celebrity of, of, of being famous. Like right. that, just that being known, being recognized, being a star. He got addicted to the the benefits, the the money and because I guess he had gambling stuff I think going on too, but he got addicted to like the women that would yep. throw themselves because he's famous. He's on TV, so they want to fuck him. So like the, the, you no, know, they're just they're the ex- American excess, American fame, sure. like, a great like poster child for like why like I would never want any of that. Like I, that seems like just despicable and even if you awful. even if you have the hope the most stable home life you introduce something like that into it of course you know it doesn't sound like he was a good guy no. but even if he was like you entered that is a right. crazy crazy, right. crazy change particularly if you're living a you know a relatively normal life and they were and you were and now you gotta throw fucking eight kids that you gotta you gotta take care eight of kids. in the fucking mix i, this too, I didn't know this There's so no, oh. i guess they had the twins right yeah and he didn't want to have a third kid so they go and have the third kid and he walks out with six four. <laughs> that sucks. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I, right. So you have, right. You have all these extra stresses with the family and stuff. And then on top of it, now you're famous and they became kind of super famous. Like I, like you could probably picture them in your head, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I'm guessing you probably didn't watch all. I and maybe no, watched no, like no. half of but they were on like people magazine and they right, were on, you just yeah. see them everywhere. Yeah. Like they became really famous yeah. and you're like, what does that do to somebody who really isn't equipped for it? And it's like, oh, it fucking destroys you. And now, what do you have? So, yes, you're famous enough where Matt and I both recognize your face without having seen it. Right. But you don't have your your own kids won't talk to you. Yeah. Like, what's worse than that? Your wife, that your marriage is destroyed. You're still working a, a you know a regular job, so you're not really any better off. Yeah, it didn't benefit you anyway. It's All like, it did was destroy your life. It's a fucking machine, man. It just yeah. chews you up, sits you out. Like that's what shit my dad would talk about. Like he'd see people, you know, working the music hall for so long. You'd see these stars come in and come out. He'd see people like. Especially when you started working the concerts more in the eighties, yeah, you'd see people like getting like handled, and like the handlers are all, you know, everyone has their hand in the fucking pot, yeah, like, and everyone wants more like their own shit, and like they just pick at you, and he's like, no, it's like all it does is just fucking chew you up and spit you. You, you don't want any part of that. It's, no, it's it's like, oh, no, that that sounds awful to me. It does sound it's awful. An awful existence, and like it must be so frustrating too to have eaten at these restaurants and they've had this lifestyle, and then now you're gone. Yeah. You're like begging to work at Chili's. Like that's got to be brutal. I mean, I would write a book, or I would they like. They did. They wrote books. They were on the mm. bestseller. They yeah. already did that. I mean, I don't know if they wrote them. I don't know if they ghostwrite them. Well, yeah, exactly. I also think you have people who aren't necessarily talented. Like they had kids. Like, that's it. And, I know. know, right? Anybody and, can have kids. And like they were charismatic enough on the um, reality show to make it compelling to watch. Well, and the life is hard enough, you know, to to try to deal with all those kids. Like, that's, but like but they so it's compelling to watch. But it wasn't like these were people who were creative geniuses. No, they were people who had something happen to them in their life. Then were basically, you know, the the real star of that show probably the person who edited it. You right. know, because they had all this footage. They, yeah. I guess they would visit them like three or four times a week, take all this footage, and then put a show around it. Which you know, you know how the, the reality yeah, show yeah, works. Yeah. So a lot of it's scripted too. Yeah. We have all of that element too. But yeah, I mean, just you know, and. and See, I think I think it's different if it was a like, similar like uh, you know Edward Norton or like you know uh, you know George Clooney or Uma Thurman who gets kind of thrust in the spotlight. These are really talented people. Yes. So it's like it's different situation than someone who's just basically had kids, right? And 
is a normal person and then they get intoxicated with fame, they can't handle it, and then it really ruins their lives. Sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. I don't want to do it. Horrible. Not that. No. But I don't think, I mean, at this point, if, if any, I don't think, whatever, I don't think I would have the same thing. I don't think the same thing would happen. I wouldn't, That's because I don't want any of that shit. I don't want the fucking entourage. I don't want the bitches. I don't want the, I, nothing of that. I just want, you know, just leave me alone. So I wouldn't want any of that. I wouldn't want a reality show. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ugh. Being known for being good at something is differently different being than, known a, for being good at something is than different a reality than like, show. But being, being famous is awful to me. Yeah, it seems awful. That seems awful. Yeah. There's, there's no benefit in that for me. I, I don't to, to be able to cut in line at a restaurant. I, yeah, I just want to yeah, eat who there. Who cares? Plus, yeah. I'm, like, I'm 41. I don't really want to go. Eat, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If I want to go to a nice restaurant, I'll just go and make a reservation. Like, right. Not that big of a deal. You know, I don't need to go cut in line at the, at the hot club. I don't need uh, I be, any element of being famous. I have no interest in. If being recognized or being good at something, oh, cool. I always feel yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to clap in the back. But uh, that whole, the monster of fame is terrifying. Like that is, that is, and it's really scary that it happened to like regular people like that. That obviously started out, you know. Sure. And then exploited. I'm not saying that they're innocent people in this belt, but it's really scary. Like, you know, they have five or less kids. If they have normal pregnancy. No one knows they are. No. I'm guessing they're still probably, they're probably not married. I'm guessing yeah, he's, he's, he's still unfaithful anyway. Yeah. But like, but I'm guessing they don't feel like their lives are completely destroyed. Maybe their kids are all talking to them at least. I yeah. don't know. That sounds fucking awful. Awful. All right. So we are back on Saturday, Saturday with mean girls. And then the Patreon show this week is Troy, the Brad Pitt by, by, by the way, three hours long. So I'll strap buckle in, up. baby. Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to be a long one. Anything else? So I got to see you guys on Wednesday. Oh, when, what, oh yeah, Wednesday we're back with. I'm mean, sorry, Saturday we're Saturday. back with. I forget what the song is, though. Mm, I don't remember. The Reason by Who's Dang. Okay. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. I picked that for you. Thank you. All right, we'll see you then.